Before history is written, it's played. Before it's frozen in time, it's fought one shift at a time. Before it's etched in silver, it's carved in ice. What happens next will last forever. The Stanley Cup Final on ABC and ESPN Plus begins Saturday. Welcome to the latest edition of Woodman Corner, the West Bromwich Albion podcast that would rather see the Boilerman play than Alan Neham. I am Graham Brown and I am joined by my uh, two colleagues, Joe Chapman. Hello Graham, I'm delighted that we're here this weekend talking about an Albion victory. Doesn't happen very often. And a new hero has emerged. We'll have to get the Boilerman on. I've never thought about this before, but the Boilerman on Woodman Corner. <laughs> Make yourself known if uh, you're listening. Yes, uh, and uh, I'm also joined by Kieran Doody. How are you doing, Kieran? Hi Graham, good to be here. So, gentlemen, what I think what we're going to do today is talk about the loan window. It's actually quite a, it's quite a confusing time. I've been giving everyone a hard time about um, you know, c- covering the transfer window and making sure we're all on top of it. And I've realised that actually, basically, nothing has changed. Uh, so the op- opportunity remains there for us to sell players. So Nasser Chadley jumps into mind. Um, the opportunity is there to loan players. The opportunity is there to loan players out. And in essence, the opportunity is there to sign players. And the basis you sign them by um, loan to permanent. So I guess the only major um, change is that a Premier League side wouldn't be able to replace a player you signed. I mean, and how do you expect an awful lot of change, you know, in terms of what will happen in Albion's activity? Uh, well, Darren Moore's made it very clear that he wants a couple more players. He knows that he needs competition at the very, very least, if not a replacement for Neil at right back. And we desperately need something in midfield. It was at the Forest game on, on Tuesday night, and uh, although Forest are a really, 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 really well set up team, I was quite concerned by how overrun we were in midfield at times. I thought Morrison got a bit lost where he should be. You know, obviously he's he's been out for a long, long time and he's still getting back up to speed with things. But you know, sometimes he was caught as a number ten, and you know we were caught out just and, and generally overrunning midfield with Brunt and Livermore um, as, as as the midfield pairing. I think if Brunt's going to play, then he has to play in a three in midfield, if if at all, and. Um, and so we desperately need a midfielder and a, and a right back for well, me at the very least. I'm glad you've you've jumped to this. So so we'll come back to to, to the to the uh, the positions they need to recruit and the players and so on. So I think that Albion's absolute overarching problem is in central midfield. I thought it was their problem on transfer deadline day when they were seem to be chasing every right back under the sun. Um, I think it remains a problem. And I actually think part of the problem is... So, you know, I started this, this season on uh, Woodman Corner by saying that um, if Albion are going to make a success of this year, it's going to be after they sacked Aaron Moore. Well, I'm going to oh. try and make another seek for popularity. Chris Brunt shouldn't be playing. What, uh, the, your, the way you worded that, I think, is a problem. There seems to be an acceptance at, at Albion that Chris Brunt has to play. Well, I'm not sure why that is, because I've, ne- I mean, I've seen a lot of Chris Brunt playing at central midfield, and by and large, I haven't seen him play very well. He, pl- he played OK at the end of last season, but... He's not a central midfielder. He was totally overrun against um, against Forest. He struggled against um, Bolton. I think you could all equally make a case that Livermore didn't play great against either. I thought Livermore no. was the better of the two against Norwich. He, I just think he Brunt with, when when Brunt gets on the ball, he's still the person that you look to to find a pass somewhere from midfield. Livermore doesn't have that in his locker, which is fine. That's just not his setup. That 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 you can accept that he, he offers something different, but. When you've got Gareth Barry, Sam Field, 
you're looking at someone that can pick a pass forward or or out to the wings or whatever or a ball 50 yards you know diagonally I still think Brunt's the only real prob- probably capable person of doing that so what do you think Kieran what, what would your Albion midfield be He's a real Chris Brunt fanboy. I am a we massive all, Chris Brunt We all fan. are fanboy. I defy but any Albion fans. I will say he hasn't played. He hasn't. He does get over runners in the middle. I think the problem with Chris Brunt is I think every Albion fan, when he's on the ball, there seems to be like excitement building, like you're expecting him to do something from corners, um, even when he's got the ball around the edge of the box. I think that's why we'll. Um, that's why everyone's tr- like had looks at ways to get him into the team, but that midfield at the minute. <laughs> He's too slow. Livermore, Livermore's not playing great either, to be honest. I don't know, I don't know what we're going to do. But then you've, the only other option really is Sam Field. And I saw on Twitter actually yesterday, someone, he's kind of got this mythical aura about him yes. without actually doing anything. <laughs> and I agreed with it completely because he hasn't really done it. Because well, I would say, I mean, I, don't, I can't say how he's the answer to our problem, but I would say Barry is the first in line to, for, to be tried at... at um, at central midfield, and I would say Barry's probably in, in line to play next to Livermore, really, to see what to see what he can do. But I mean, I, I agree with. I, I think it's massively concerning if Albert think that Sam Field can be the answer to a to such a significant problem. Yeah. I mean, really, you talk, the thing I was saying on Twitter the other day is that really we're talking about about loaning our most important player here. Basically, yeah. you're talking about the heart of the team. Um, that's not that's not really functioning at the moment. Sam Field's just not going to come in and do that, however good he is. He's not that good. I just think we do lack we lack legs in that middle, like complete. Like Gareth Barry comes in, we're worried about getting overrun as it is. Yeah. I mean, we all know how slow Gareth yeah, Barry can be. Yeah. So I'd, I think that'll be the, that along with right back is the concern. So what would you do? So ne- next, uh, the the next game, <laughs> who would you pick? <sighs> I don't know. If I I've, I can see him keeping it as it is, to be honest, just because of how it happened. Me personally, I'd, I'd have to drop one of them because it just isn't working at the minute. So I mean, to s- concede three goals. He's I mean, got this really difficult tra- um, trade off, hasn't he? All, all of the the wide players and the forward players are performing. Yeah. Um, so, so for us, from the off, in, in order to fix this by putting an extra man in there, you're actually going to have to um, drop someone who's playing well to solve a, to, to put next to someone who isn't. Yeah. Um, so that's a problem, isn't it? It's almost like. Does he go to the point of saying, well, we'll just score one more than the opposition? Or you go three at the back. Yes. And you put someone in midfield that uh, you, you get an extra body in midfield. Uh, and you talk maybe, I don't know, I'm talking hypothetically here, but Gibbs hasn't covered himself in glory this season. We know Neon hasn't. Do you drop the pair of them and then chuck Dawson in there alongside Agazi and Bartley? What I would say, though, I don't think going through But then you've got the a real worry. You've got a worry defensively, haven't you? Know? I'd do anything I can to make sure Agazi doesn't start when we've got that <laughs> Dawson back. Play Tosin there. But also, where, where do you, where, if you play, because I think three of the backs are where, where do we envisage Barnes and Phillips are playing if we play 3 5 2? Well, exactly. They're going to have to play, you know, or yeah, unless, we, you play, unless you play a 3 4 3 and you play Brunt on yeah, the left. You're still dropping someone then, aren't you? Sorry, that will end. Imminently, I believe. Um, you'd still be dropping someone, wouldn't you? So we have four there now. We have we have Barnes, um, we have Barnes, Phillips, uh, Gale, you could and play. Rodriguez. You can't play them in a three-five-two, can you? You could play them in a three-four-three and play Brunt as a left wing back. But looking, at, you've seen the defensive frailties. Yeah. I think Phillips could play as a wing back. Phillips could play as a wing back, but I think Phillips is our best. Is that he's linking midfield to attack better than anyone at the minute? Mm, I, I think Phillips has got an engine. I think I think he could. I think he could come through in this league as well. Especially, I think it's something to try. I think Luton are a good good team, and they're gonna 
come and they're, they're a good footballing team they score a lot of goals they scored a hell of a lot of goals last season so they'll be a really decent challenge as well they're not, they're not going to be a team that will just roll over for us so. for me the Luton game is the Craig Dawson game he needs to get it he needs to play that's a, that's a Chadley yeah. game uh, yeah, I mean, maybe that's. I don't think that, the, the, as it happens, Chadley. The difference between Dawson and Chadley is that Ch- we don't need to solve Chadley's position. No, you know, we. It has become abundantly clear that Ahmed Hagazi is going to be a problem. This, this. Um, <laughs> Can we play Dawson in midfield? It was clear that season. <laughs> I just can't. Yes, no, no, that's right. Yeah, but I mean, it's, it's, it, it, all the all the modes on this podcast have kind of have kind of come true. And I kind of, I mean, it'd be a massive leap forward. Well, too massive leap forward if they were to able to. You know, get yeah. Dawson was able to have a decent game against against Luton, and then turn out in the next game. And in the, it'd be all the better if in the intervening period they can loan a decent right back as well. My only concern about, say, for example, we signed three loanees. That would then be six loanees we've got, and you just think you can only pick five. Well, yeah, there's that in the middle of the season, but also just kind of how many players know they're probably not going to be there again next summer, and how many players are going to be that totally committed. I don't think they've started well. Barnes has started well. Adarabayo showed glimpses against um, Forrest in a position that's not his, his strongest. But and obviously, Gale looks good, and Gale's got a point to prove. But I like people would have slaughtered Nyan for that that performance he put against Forrest. Yes, yeah, fair enough. But this guy's like, what is he, 18, 19, 20 yeah, years old? Exactly. He's, he's, he yeah. is a kid in every sense. Um, I, I'm just, yeah, I'd be concerned about signing it. It's, it's really properly my, plugging gaps, isn't it? My principal concern is, I mean, I think if you... Uh, what, are the age, to, what are the ages of the loanies as well? We're bringing in, you're bringing in more 20, 21, 22-year-olds? Or well, I you've got to so. start bringing in so, I mean, experienced being players? Being honest, with toasting, like for me, it's great, you know, loan a player from Man City, but I want to see him loan a winger from Man City or a struggle. I don't really want to see him loan a 20-year-old centre-half. Cause if he's going to play in his strongest you, position for years. Yeah, and you make an error and they score. That's what happens at the centre-half. That, that kind of concerns me. So he's a, he's a squad player. And, and actually, just down the middle, to be honest, in general, that's my concern. And I've already touched on it before. My real concern about the loan market is that they're having to loan important players to the squad. They should have signed a permanent central midfielder, really unquestionably. Mm. The, I can kind of make my piece with the idea that they've got... They've got They've got a poor let right back, and they want to use the loan market to address that. I can make my piece of that, and if and if the loanee comes in and fails, you've still got Nye on there who isn't great, but you know actually hasn't had entirely terrible games this season. He, he um, was he wasn't awful against Bolton. Well, he wasn't good. Okay, well, um, yeah, that's what we need. Though. We want, we want you know. good. That's the thing. <laughs> but, but but I've got no problem with something. It's the central midfield. I think it's like I say, essentially, I feel like we've got to loan the the heartbeat of our side now. That's that's not that's, what loan. That's, that's what I'm getting at. It's it's. Of those loanees that come in, how many of them are going to think, well, I'm going to really roll my sleeves up here for the cause and West Brom are my club now, blah, 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 when they know that six months, a year down the line, they're not going to be at the Hawthorns? Yeah. So that's my concern. Well, Joel Ward's interesting. That's a name that's come up with that. I'd be really, really pleased with Joel Ward. For, for, firstly, because the report is that he'd be loaned to permanent, but also because he see, seems... You see yeah. it happening as well, can't you? Yeah. And he's 28. He's a, he's a um, you know, Premier League regular and so on. I mean, that would be... A terrific deal. I don't know. What do you think, Kieran? He's got a point to prove as well, hasn't he? Yeah. I mean, he's getting shot. He didn't didn't feature on Saturday, did he? For Palace. So. No, they got one Bissaka there now, and he's, he's like twenty years old, so he's ahead of he's ahead of uh, Ward now. Yeah, I just think Harvey Barnes, for example, he's come in. He's he's obviously just making a name for himself, isn't he? He wants yeah. to break into Leicester squad. He has nothing. Of course. Whereas Joe Ward comes in, and to be honest, like, you can see it being one of those where it's a loan with a view to a permanent. Yes. You know, why wouldn't he want to mm. work out? Like Stephen Reid in the past, Save, that kind yeah. of siding. And then if they get promoted as well, he's back in the Premier League. I'm not really tough for that. I think that boxes that off. 
and yeah. he knows Darren Moore doesn't he as well you know he, he, he knows Darren Moore at a it's rather level, harder so. to see that in central midfield because again I just think it's imperative they sign a central midfielder and in the loan market you're either looking for you know like, so like Joel Ward they've got three right backs they could probably lose one or someone if you've got a really peripheral central midfielder why would we want him it's, it's a complex place yeah. to, to kind of be recruited. who do you go to what what club's going to have a midfielder just kicking around uh, at the age of 26, 27 not, that... not many <laughs> i tell you what I wonder I mean they've been linked with several from Turkey um, you know they've been linked obviously to Sousa kind of forever <laughs> and I don't I don't exactly know how this works um, in terms of, kind of you know what the Fenerbahce really want, want money there was two Fenerbahce central midfielders another um, Turkish international I think that was when Tarani was knocking about, wasn't it, as, yeah. a, as a sporting director and yeah. uh, not a sporting director, but as a but consultant. De Souza uh, links, yeah, way, way predates. Well, Tarani. yeah, you're right. Yeah, that was that was. But I don't know whether or not they want cash, and and I, and I don't know what the rules are. Are you actually allowed well, to do a no. you know a ten million loan to permanence? <laughs> you can do. There's a load of loopholes in there. You can do like pay the wages up front as a lump sum, as we did with yeah, storage, yeah, like with storage. So, well, I got, I'd be a way around it. I'd be very very keen to uh, to that. So I mean, is it, what's it, what, what do you think, Joe? What what are they? Right back gets right back gets talked about a lot. Centre half. Do you feel they need to sign a centre half? I think they need to they need to reintegrate Dawson pretty quickly. I don't think of the three positions we've talked about that that is the most uh, that is the priority. That is I think that's down the line. That's um, down the order in terms of a must. I think a guy, I think Carl Bartley's looked steady early on, mm-hmm. uh, and. I think he would look better alongside Dawson. I, I think if you had Dawson there in midf- in, in in the hard defence with a new right back, uh, um, we could talk about Gibson Townsend as well. But I, I think Dawson and Bartley going forward would, would be a pretty decent fit. And uh, yeah, I, I, other than that, I think if you can reintegrate Dawson, he's happy. You know, he's happy enough to get his head down and play. Then I think that's interesting. I'd be interested to get your view on, on, on Bartley, Kieran, because. The thing about Bartley is, I think it's almost like a kind of a, um, a consensus that he's been playing next to Higazi, who's not performing well, and our defence is not performing well. So it's too early to judge him. But I don't think I, I, there's several things about Bartley that concern me. Being honest, firstly, his wife's ones he wanted to let him go when they were losing their first two um, starting centre centre But uh, moreover, that he hasn't played great. But I do think it's an extenuating circumstance he's playing next to Higazi. But. Uh, but, but that's a, that's like a free pass, isn't it? Really, that we're gonna we've, we've got got to operate on the assumption you put him next to Dawson and he's gonna play. I don't know. What, what do you think? Well, my issue is at the minute, Neom isn't good enough, and if Dawson does come back, he might he might end up playing right back. Yeah. So then at that point, you've got you've still got Hagazi and Bartley in the middle. Hagazi uh, just isn't good enough do you, at all. Do you play Dawson Hagazi to start off with? Say Dawson plays next Saturday against QPR, and he's back in the yeah. team. Who does Darren Moore drop? Well, I, Bartley's his player, could but be Dawson anyone. and Garzi played together. Oh, no, no, I mean, you, you drop Garzi, don't you? I would say if we, had, if we could get 100 Albion fans in this room now and, say, and you told them Hagazi was playing next week, There's more, a, than, more than 90 of them would say centre half next to Bartley. I think there are a lot of Albion fans out there that rate Hagazi. They watched the first three games of this season. They're rating because he'll score a goal from a corner now and again. But if you actually watch him play, He's, you know, he's, you know, like on Sunday League in a park, and you see little kids just excited on the ball running after him. That's what it is. He has no idea what's going on around him. I can't and watch cigars. You can he's see... thinking about your words. <laughs> he's doing exactly what you said he's done the whole time. But, but, and Bartley's like that. But why are you doing? It's like the Bolton game in particular. Bartley was pulling his hair out because he's yeah. he'll follow the runner, 
And Agassi's just stood there looking at the top of the East End, not having a clue what's going on. And it's just infuriating. Darren Moore must be, he must be killing him. So maybe, I'm right. but I would say if you were to ask, if there's a hundred Darren fans, I'd say nine out of ten of them would say when Dawson comes back, he plays centre half. Yeah. I, don't, I don't think anyone would say because I'm actually, if it absolutely came to it, I think this thought crossed my mind the other day. Even if they don't learn a ride back this week, which one would hope they would, I wouldn't. You've got two functioning left backs. One of them can play right back. Mm. You get it all the time where mm. a right back plays left back. I don't, I don't you know, nine of them plenty of times. If it really came to it, I mean, I guess it's their play nine again, but, but I mean, you could try Conor Townsend at right back. Um, well, I really, I really don't know enough about Townsend's like kind of background in, in terms of positioning to make a judgment on whether he could play there. Well, I've not. He's, he's played a long. He's played high up the pitch on the left and in the centre, but I don't. He, think he's he's definitely judging by Saturday. Yeah. He definitely looks very, very <laughs> eager to get forward. And, yeah. You'd, uh, very, you you'd very rarely get a, a left-sided uh, full-back play right-back. But you'd always get right-sided full-backs that play left-back. That yeah. happens all the time. Yeah, well, go back to the 3-4-3. Three, three. You could play Townsend as a wing-back, couldn't you? Yeah. I'm not taken by 3-4-3 three, three at all. With the defensive routers, we've We'd shown win the so league, far. like Antonio Conte with 3-4-3. Three, three. Yeah, <laughs> it's, it's that. Then, yeah. I think so, so I mean, that's an interesting... Talk. I guess we move on to that, really. Is, is, um, the prize for me is that they've got a front four that should score... 60 or 70 goals between them yeah. you know it, without playing out now you know Rodrigo to start to score I mean Gale well, I actually think Gale is like the pick of those I mean to be honest Rodrigo scored a penalty in a goalkeeper error Gale looked very very good on he looked very yeah. very good I mean I think Phillips looks the best of the four and Harvey Barnes is the one that's scoring all these exceptions <laughs> so I mean I guess that's I, I think I've got lots of concerns about Albion but none of them are goal scoring now and yeah. how, do you, how do you feel about them going forward it's very much like um you know like the Tony Mowbray era and yeah it's very much like that isn't it like we'll score more goals than you the problem is if you look back at most of the teams promoted over the last three, four seasons, they've all had very solid defences. Yes. Well, as is, it just I can't see how we we stay up there. No matter, we're not going to score four goals every week. No. So, yeah, you can't win four or three every week. Okay, you're not going to goals aren't going to. Well, they don't look like they're going to be an issue. But if we don't sort the defence out, we won't, we won't be going. We've, we we've scored six in three games. We've conceded six in three games. Exactly. Yeah, that's. that's um, that's for a team that's come down from the championship that's just had eight years in the Premier League that's obviously with a very different defence that's a concern I think that's the fascinating like looming trade-off that's coming to him really is that almost any tactical change you want to do will either take one of those four players out or will essentially take them out so like putting Phillips at at, at wing back and so on there isn't a there isn't a way of shoring up our you know when you've got huge problems both in defence and your central midfield there's no real way of doing that without taking out wide players or taking out forward players, and that's yeah. So that's interesting. And and, and the point you make here, because I mean, like Wolves last year, did Wolves get to 100 points last year? Uh, I think I think they. Did they felt the they might fall one short. They, regardless, they scored 82 goals. They didn't. They didn't. Absolutely, yeah, they weren't eight. Yeah, and, and I think you're right. Well. Yeah, and you, look at, and you look at Stoke this year, and we were talking about it before. It's hard to see a lot of goals in Stoke, really. Without yeah. without their lone line up, you know, they've got they've got one striker. James McLean is one of their one of their two wide players. Their three central midfielders are all quite combative. Um, they line they line up like a team that goes up, even though they're not performing at the moment. Really, you know, a team that, that just out, out, that they dominates. Look, the they look like a Gary Rowett team in every sense, don't yeah. they? Yeah. Well, I thought it was interesting. I saw a, saw a stat the other day, and obviously um, some of it's playing teams that have played three times. But of the teams that have had most shots in the championship so far, two of the, of the top five, two of the three have played against Albion, <laughs> Norwich, and Forest. Yeah, I think Norwich got the, had the most amount of shots on target this weekend. Um, yeah. So that's, I mean, 
that's a real concern and they missed a penalty and Tim Crawl had an absolute howler for the Rodriguez yeah. goal so you think I think there was definitely an element of fortune I take Darren Moore's point about playing two games away from home in a week and getting four points There's, you can't argue with that but that doesn't mean that the performances need to <laughs> improve so I'm going to prepare you for this but I'm going to name my starting 11 against QPR next week ok, okay. What, what if what if can I just say what if Oli Burke scores a hat-trick against Luton I'll just, leave, I, I, I'll just leave that there. No, no. I, I, to, let, let's let's say he does. He okay. still ain't playing for me. <laughs> okay. Um, the so what I would do, I'm going to guess that Joel Ward comes in. I'm going to optimistically say that. Flipping that, that's uh, that is optimistic. Well, no, no, no. Well, shall I say he doesn't? Right, let's say he doesn't. Let's just go with what we've got at the minute. Okay. So I'm going to play Johnson in goal, Dawson and Bartley at centre half. I'm is that on the play... proviso Dawson plays on Tuesday, or do you play him anyway? I mean, I'd play. I'd never play Hagazi, so so yeah. No, I'd play. <laughs> yeah. I'd play him anyway. Uh, I'm going to play Connor Townsend at left back, and I'm going to play Kieran Gibbs at right back. Oh. Um, yeah. I'm going to play. Um, I'm going to play three. I'm going to say sitting is going to be Brunt and Livermore, despite everything I've said. <laughs> I'm going to put so. We're in the same way as they withdrew Barnes to a certain extent in the second half against um, Norwich, we'll do the same thing. So, kind of a midfield three, including Barnes, but Barnes pushed further forward. And then uh, I'd have I'd push Rodriguez slightly more wide. I'd have um, I'd have Phillips on the right, and I would play Gale up front. That's my team. Uh, oh, well, obviously Johnston's in goal. In fact, I'd, just as a side note, despite the fact we've got three goalkeepers at the club, I'd, I'd play Johnston on Tuesday as well because I just think yeah. what what you know. It, He'll have taken a lot from that Norwich game. Yeah, I'd and, agree. And there's no point dropping him for that. So you know, yep. play him against Luton at every play him just at every available uh, opportunity. I would, play, I'd actually play Dawson at right back on on Saturday, mm-hmm. and I would like to see at least first of all because I'm sure you know that will change when the loan the loan deals happen. I would play Adara Bio with Bartley. Oh, that's in interesting. And I'd play Townsend at left back. Yeah. So that sounds like quite a young. Back four, yeah, uh, with lots of new, so, with lots of new faces. So you three month. of your last back four. Yeah, well, I just think you know, Naomi Garza. There needs to be changes, doesn't there? Gibbs worried me with his performance against Nottingham Forest, and plus he went off it with a potential injury. So you, you do think it sounds, sa- it sounds to me a sounder back four than, than the game that pre- preceded this. It sounds drastic, but you have to bear with me. Uh, I'd still like to see Claudio. I'm joking. Um, <laughs> <laughs> he's still a free agent. Yeah. Uh, I'm going to go with Livermore, Brunt, and I'm going to go, uh, I just think we can we can score, I, I know I've already said this already, we can't outscore team, I do think we can outscore QPR, yes. so yeah, I would definitely go with Brunt and Livermore uh, for at least one more week with Rodriguez and Gale, Phillips and Barnes. Uh, you play 4-4-2? I would, I would focus, yeah, I would focus on the back four, what needs to be changed, I think we'll have more of the ball against QPR. And with Gale playing at home with Rodriguez for the first time, which we didn't have that um, option against Bolton, I think going forward four four two we can we can play that. But I, I would definitely honest, address in, the defence in the da- in the danger of making myself look like a moron. I think you're right. Keep against QPR, yeah. it probably does make sense to that. What are you thinking, Kieran? Any different? I've pretty much guns the same. I've got the defence is different. I am different. playing Neon. Okay, at right back. So you're not playing Tosin? No, not yet. I think you know if we if we do solid up the centre centre of defence we're okay conceding a little bit at full back Townsend comes in as well I'd try Barry instead of Livermore okay. in the centre instead of Livermore yeah oh my god 
I don't know. We'll see. But because it's QPR, you could take. I personally think you could take a bit more of a gamble. Yeah. And Keep, then QPR Phillips, Rodriguez, Gale, and Barnes across the front, like a fluid. QPR haven't. QPR haven't start the season well either. I, and think, I think you've led us onto a good talking point there. Because again, it's another thing I've debated on Twitter. So, for me, uh, as I've always thought, while he hasn't started very well, Livermore is the ticket to me. Like even though, even though he's got shortcomings and he's got to be, he's got to combine with the right person. Livermore is the only person in our squad who I think can play in a, in a central two in a team that wins games. Yeah. He just yeah. needs to play again next to someone who's really effective. I don't think there is a midfielder that can come next to Chris Brunt and make Brunt a four-four-two central midfielder. But you're saying that interests me. I mean, what what do you think? Basically, um, because I just think his left foot is irreplaceable. I just while we we've got games where we can experiment a little bit. Yeah. I'd just see if it makes a difference before dropping him because I do think we would miss his his uh, threat from set pieces, uh, open play around the box. So I just want to try it first. But you know that's that's just hitting and hoping really because yeah, and it being QPR. <laughs> well, I'll throw I'll throw a curveball at you. Though. Yeah. I'm realising that people will be listening to this beyond Tuesday night's game, but if I ask you both. To name five players that you would start against Luton. I'm glad you said that because I was going to do this. Yes. Okay. Right. Uh, if you name five players, I mean they could be players that have played every minute so far. They could be players that you think need game time. Yeah. Who, who yeah. Would you go for five? Uh, well, so, so if I could name five, all five would be Craig Dawson. Dawson absolutely <laughs> has to start. Yeah. I mean, I'd love. Seeing as I've got five, I'd love to see Chadley play just to see right. what he does. Uh, I think. Um, Tosin, absolutely, I'd like to see play. Um, I think it's important to see what he could do. I'm going to say Barry. Okay. I'd like to see. I'd like to see if, if Barry can do anything. And Field. I mean, all of that, some of those are kind of areas. I didn't name Ollie Burke there. I'd be quite quite keen to see. But yeah. I think Burke, from, as I say, Burke could score a hat trick. But at the end of the day, how are you going? How could you drop Phillips and Barnes playing as they are now? So yeah, no, I'd like to. I'd like to see um, Field and Barry play in the middle, and right. I'd like to see Dawson and Tosin play at centre half and Chadley. Yeah, Chadley for, for funsies. Well, my five would be... Uh, I'm going to go Sam Johnston. I'm going to kind of reiterate that point. Yeah. I really think Johnston... That, that's that's an area where... I'd play First Johnston. round of the League Cup, Darren Moore might be willing to experiment and bring Jonathan rest Bond in or Myhill or someone. Exactly. That's if they're key. fit, you play them. Yeah. Uh, Johnston, I I agree with Tosin. I think Tosin's got a player in his natural position. I'd like mm-hmm. to see him yeah. start. Uh, I'd like to see uh, Fields play. Mm-hmm. I think Field needs to kind of yeah, as we've already touched on, he needs to prove that he that he's worth a spot in the team. There's three for me. Dawson as well. I think I agree. Um, Dawson needs game time. It's a good opportunity to get some football into him. And I'm going to say Ollie Burke as well because I think Burke needs more than five ten minutes on the pitch. He needs no, an hour, he needs an hour of seventy minutes. That's it. Be an exciting game actually. They, if they yeah. start to pick all this, I'd, I'd be. And Luton, Luton are, you know, as I've already said, Luton are Good a decent team. They're League yeah. One. Um, you know, they, they scored a hell of a lot of goals the last couple of years. Got a good young manager as well, so they'll they'll come and they'll, yeah, they'll have a go. Challenge. What are you saying? Uh, Dawson, Dawson, Dawson. <laughs> uh, Chadley, I'd want to see because um, you know he's, he's another option, isn't he? Like we keep saying Morrison's that natural number ten, but Chadley can. And there's it. no interest in Chadley, despite the fact that there isn't zero interest. So to, yeah. if we've got him, we might as well use him. I, I, I guess if you'd ask Chadley, he'd tell you there'd been a lot of interest in him. But well, no he's an agent, yeah. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, I think if we've got him in this league, he could he could make a difference. Could yeah. he? If he's firing on all cylinders, Morrison, I'd play as well just to get the fitness up because I think he needs to be a bit sharper. Yes, as we've seen. Yeah. 
when it's played field because it's an important area we just need to, while we can we need to work work out what we've got there we need to try things don't at the minute it's just not working and Tosin as well just because another area where we just need to try something and different. it could be a, so it depends which way they attack it but it could be a superb game you think, cause we're talking about yeah. very, we're talking about kind of a peripheral but, but potentially you know Really, really important players. I feel like game. We don't yeah. know. I, I thought I, I, I know exactly what it was. I said that about about the mythical status of Field, and I absolutely agree with it. And all teams have them. I always use the same thing. I always use Field as the example. The Villa reports here always talk about that kid. What's his name that never plays? I think he's out of this world. Callum O'Hare. Okay. Yeah. And I was like, every team has got the next Pele in their in their youth ranks, yeah. who everyone loves by virtue of the fact they never play. Um, <laughs> and uh, and, it, and you know, right. And as it happens, Field has played. And he's played okay. Um, you know, if Phil played as well for us you know, in midfielders as he did against Spurs last season he'd be better than the two starting midfielders we have at the moment but yep. they're not idiots these people other than Alan Pardew <laughs> who, don't pick, um, who don't pick him So I think he might be a little bit lightweight though this year yeah, yeah he still needs to bulk up a bit doesn't he like, you know if you play like Derby or Stoke or someone like that he's still you know he is still, I suppose he's still 20 he's years old although the balance of it if you, if you had if you had if you found a way of having a central three and you were you kind of charged um, Livermore being box to box and it would give greater freedom you know you, you're looking at more possession greater freedom to the likes of Field and, and Brunt Field and Brunt are potentially too similar I would think yeah, they are side. Yeah. They, they are principally kind of sideways passers. They're not. They don't, they're not going to cover an awful lot of ground. And someone's got to cover the ground, certainly in a four. Um, mm. I'm really excited about Luton. Uh, even if, I, I, it's almost one of those games. I almost don't. The test, if we learn the, things the, the, from it, if we learn things yeah. from it in terms of personnel, the result doesn't matter. It, but if you, lo- I guess, if you lose, you have learned something from it. But fundamentally, yeah, I don't. I, I would happily be out of the league cup. Would you go with the same front two? I think there's there's definitely merit in seeing Gale play. Um, and there's lit- and, 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 and list- regular listeners would know I think there's no merit in seeing Robson Carney play. Um, you've, got to, you've got to weigh up the potential losing one to injury with the chance to play them together again and, and, and keep that um, combo coming. You know? I, think that's a question. I think there's some merit in seeing can we play, what would happen if you played Gale alone? Right. Which I think could happen at some stage. As I, I almost mentioned before, what he did at Newcastle. Right, yeah. With the wingmen the as well, I think he'd do all right. So I think it'd be worth seeing that. I think it'd be worth seeing, you know, let, let's say we, we've almost sculpted in a team now, but, you know, if we've got Burke and Chadley wide and Gale up front, could that Morrison work? behind him? Yeah. I'd say I'd like to see Burke, but... <laughs> that, that, that's a Chadley playing a World Cup semi-final then playing in the first round of the League Cup against Luton. Well, uh, let, let, imagine about 10, <laughs> imagine that's Chadley track, playing that and then playing at right-back. First, which uh, is not beyond the realms of possibility. <laughs> now, so I saw you play right back in. Yeah, uh, yeah. In in, uh, in we know, in we know Can we you know put... you've got a good engine when you play for Belgium. Do you want to go and do exactly Mind. the same for us? <laughs> uh, I could, uh, I could, I could make my piece of that. Um, so, just in general, I mean, we talked about it before. Uh, actually, yeah, let, let's end by so all of us have had to do season end predictions, uh, and it'd be interesting to see where we think we are three games in. So, I predicted Alvin to finish eighth. And I also predicted Albion to have a bad start of the season, Darren Moore to be sacked, and uh, and it to be fixed. I'm not going to necessarily say that we're on course to do that, but I'm going to stick with eighth. Uh, what, did you, what, what have you two predicted? And what did you I went fourth. That was before Dwight Gale arrived. So now that Dwight Gale has arrived, and beyond that opening day defeat, I'm a little bit more confident that the goals will come. The defence will eventually uh, tighten up 
and we can hope for a, a playoff spot. Well, fourth is exactly where the bookies think we're going to finish. They've got now got Leeds as favourites, Middlesbrough second. Leeds Stokes looked third. absolutely irresistible against uh, Derby. Yeah. They looked fantastic. What did you go with, Kieran? I went third, fourth, something like that. Uh, probably He's drop a little bit, but I do think they'll be top six. I just think, you know, with the goals, I don't think we've got enough to go up just because of the defence. I don't think that's going to be sorted through loan signings. No, still January's, January January is going to be massive. It's going to be enormous January. You know, you're still going to need. It depends on what happens between now and then, of course. But yeah, it could be it could be massive. Isn't the next transfer window always massive? From what were you just <laughs> to see? You know, to end where we started, really. I, my great hope is that, that it makes no difference really the loan window that they're still able to transfer as that as they will. You know, if we get Joel Ward in, we've solved that solved that problem, and we've yeah. really only got one huge problem beyond that, really. Um, so that'd be great, but uh, but the new season's upon us, and Albion are scoring goals. So uh, so we look forward to coming back to you week on week uh, with uh, with more. We'll record in the meantime. Thank you for joining us. Yeah.